Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of We Like Having Fun and Office Hours Live with Tim Heidecker Recap Podcast. We are here on April 25th. It's Liberation Day here in Italy. It's a big day. It's the 4th of July over here. This is the day that the Italians, uh, you know, were liberated from the fascist Nazis in World War II. This is that day, and they celebrate that day. They have barbecues, and it's uh, it's quite a day. So it's late at night here. It's midnight here. I've had a whole day of that. So that's where I'm at. But we have some shows to talk about here. Uh, but first, let's talk to our co-host for a moment. It's been a couple weeks, boys. How we doing? Got a couple ball caps on. Joey, how you doing there, pal? I'm good, Mike. Uh, good to be here. Uh, everything's good here. It's, it's just started raining really hard, so if you hear some of that, you'll, you'll know where it's coming from. I've heard Buffalo, and probably Rochester as well, has gone from like snowing last week to like 80 degrees this week. We're going through some, some, some classic winter to summer change over there, correct? Yes, absolutely. It was a very summer-like day. Uh, the last three days or so, uh, mm-hmm. it's been good. It's been nice. Welcome, welcome, well, welcome to spring finally. You know, so yeah, yeah. It was snowy last week though. Snowy so, last week, and that's where that like hail kind of you know, the sky doesn't know what to do with that situation. The world doesn't know. They're like, wait a minute, are we cold? Are we hot? What's ha-? Uh, you know what hail? <laughs> you know what? That's that's how we find out how we're feeling. We throw hail on you. What the hell's going on in Rochester? You son of a bitch, Mike Tucci. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm yeah? doing really well. Yeah, not much. It is a beautiful, beautiful day. Um, but uh, not much, not much to report. You know, glad, glad to be here. Glad to see you guys. I like your ball cap. It's got an interesting curve or non-curve, but there's something going on there. Similar to Bob Odenkirk's curve on his hat, which was something I could not stop staring at. I don't know if you watched the video, but he had like three bet, like specific bends in his, you know, throwback Cubs cap. I think it was, was that a Cubs cap? I don't know, but he, it was like, what are you doing? He did like a straight bend down the middle and then two. You've never done that? I was a boy. It was like a paper airplane kind of a situation he had going there with his with his hat. Um, yeah, I used to I used to bend my ball caps all types of ways as a kid. I would curve. I'm going like Joe. Joe's got a nice curve on his. You see that perfect, you know, cylindrical curve. That's mm-hmm. what I'm used to. I mean, I'm either that or I'm straight. Sure. The like harsh, you know, like angles on a hat is uh, you know a very bizarre move. Um, but. So so let's get into this here. But is not the right uh, thing to say. <laughs> but we're not talking about hats, are we? We're talking about shows. Um, we're talking about Office Hours Live here. And, you know, I thought about this past couple of days. I was like, oh, we got to recap these two episodes. And I had quite an experience the other day to the point where I said to myself, you know what? I have absolutely nothing to say about the episode two weeks ago nothing it is so blank from my mind i can't remember anything 
I don't care. And Tim was like in another room and it sounded weird. That's kind of all I remember. It was awkward and not great. And I don't care because we had the Godfather, Bob Odenkirk in the chair this week in the studio with lots of, you know, just a lot of insane stuff to even set that up to even begin. But I will leave it to you boys here. If you'd like to say anything about the episode from two weeks ago, I have nothing. So if you have something to say, now is the time. Maybe you'll remind me of something that I care about. But two weeks ago, don't care. Sounded weird. Tim was on the road. It was a very forgettable episode. Was there a guest? Was there a doctor? Doctor Sex. Doctor Sex. Doctor Sex. Oh yeah, he was a yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Yep. He's, he's a real doctor, I guess, and he has a podcast. I can't make. I'm not sure if he's meant to be serious or comedy or what, but he was oh. had a strange personality and. Uh, uh-huh. I felt like the show was like the listening to Tim talk about the what he, what movies he's watching on the airplane was the <laughs> most interesting part of the whole show versus actually yeah. talking to Dr. Sex who was also strangely not talking about what he was there for like he was talking about like uh TV shows and stuff. So yeah, it was a weirdly forgettable episode. I I will agree with you on that. And uh, I wasn't sure what I'd say about it today, but here we are. You had nothing to say, so obviously you know it wasn't memorable for you either. Yeah, so. I forgot. I, like, if you would ask a gun to my head who was on that episode, I got nothing. All I remembered was that Tim was not there, and the audio sounded so strange, and they were so disconnected that it made for a very awkward episode. I, now thinking about it, I think Dr. Sex Guy had a super sarcastic thing going on that like grew on me. I think towards the end, I was like, okay, you know what? Like this guy that, you know, I've never had sex. And, you know, like, you know, people are calling up with like actual questions kind of, you know, it just got into a weird place and his sarcasm and, and dry wittiness at first really was like, this is just not very good, but uh, his well, personality and everything kind of grew on me. Tucci, you what, what, you have feelings about this episode? Let's hear them. Oh, I hate to break, I hate to break it to you, but Doctor Sex is Joe Randazzo, who is a comedian. That that's a that's a oh, whole. Bit. You hate to break it to me that he has a name. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not a doctor. In the, oh in no, he's not a doctor. Oh, <laughs> he's a comedian, <laughs> like telling jokes on the show. Oh no, it's <laughs> all wrong. Joke. It sounded like Joe said I, I, he was a doctor. Well, it, it, he has the uh, natural podcast where it's like he's he Book. plays that exact guy on oh, the yeah, podcast. Yeah. I figured it was a comedy bit. I just didn't know who the fuck he was. So I was just no, thinking like I was going to listen to that podcast for a second and just see, oh, yeah, this is a bit. This is like his comedy character. But, you know, I didn't get around to doing that. I like clicked on it i couldn't get it to download so i just said the hell with it and i didn't i moved on well, so i forgot made, about it you made a hell of an effort you made more of an effort than i sure as hell ever would have after hearing him on the show i was like not gonna look up who this guy is don't care well i felt like there he was being funny and it was being like uh a possibility of this is actually pretty funny and i'll give it a chance but then i didn't circle back really so <laughs> Well, that's good. I, I, I'm, I'm glad you. That's that's good that you so, did the homework. I, I 
All right, Tucci. It's you... not homework because I didn't do yeah, it. Excuse me. <laughs> well, even the homework to like think about doing the homework, I'm proud of you for doing that. That's more than I did. Tucci, you know this. You like listen to this fucking guy. What do you got? No, no. But I, but I, I didn't. Jo- you know what the city of the day was? Was no, the bacon I wipes? I think it was well, bacon sponsor, wipes. Sponsors bacon, bacon wipes. wipes yeah, yeah, but I will it was say, bacon I wipes. Joe, not good. Bacon wipes. Excuse me. I think. Um, what are you drinking there? This is a big glass of cello. This is um, a uh, half of an like a sugar-free orange soda and half aqua frizzante. Okay, that looks <laughs> sounds refreshing. It um, is good. I, okay, excuse me. I think um, I think Joe Randazzo, Doctor Sex, would work a little better as a as a you know um, secondary guest. I think having him chime in you know, uh, to someone who's maybe a bit more over the top, you know, I think that would, that would work well. I, it, it was, wasn't really, uh, driving home for me as the, as the lead in studio guest. Um, some funny moments. I think Joe Rendezvo is a funny guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. Um, yeah, I, listen, I think, I think Tim not being in the room for one gave him a little more like I think him with Tim there, he's going to act different, but Tim not being there and not having to deal with like Tim looking at him and being like, okay, you have to perform because I'm fucking here and you're on my show. He was distant. So like this guy kind of had a cockiness to his, his witty, you know, his sarcasm. Tim couldn't even hear him. He was like, what? Like the, the, the distance that they had was strong and the delay was like, I really don't even think Tim heard what the guys in the room or him was saying. He was just doing his own thing most of the time. Yeah. yeah. And totally it was like, like so this yeah. guy was just like making comments that no nobody cared about that were just happening. And I was like, oh God, this episode is just that some of that wrong. This is like something wrong about, about this. I, like I, the I audio, the audio is a very serious thing. Like the, the fact that the, his audio yeah. was like in a hotel room or whatever, I don't know, in some sort of little studio or something, just that disconnect I think... that he tried to keep, uh, you know, he, you know, okay. I'm remembering something now. He kept saying like, Doug, you've, you're having a really good episode, Doug. Like he like went on this bit about Doug having a good episode. And you know what I think was going on this delay like gave Tim an opportunity to have to like listen to what was going on during the show and hear what Doug says and does all the time. (laughs) It's like Doug is having a great episode that Doug wasn't doing anything extra special. I'm sorry, Doug, you always have a good episode. And Tim pointing it out here, I was like, what is this? Tim, is it the first time you've actually listened to the, your co-hosts? Like, is that, is that what's going on here? Like you're yeah. actually hearing Doug's comments and listening closer to the drops because you have this disconnect and you're like, have to try to listen. You're not in the room with them oh. or you can just kind of. Doug, Doug just, uh, Doug also was chiming in on a, on a bit where, you know, this long bit that they were going back and forth with was, you know, it's not something Doug usually will do. You have to admit that there was. That well, I think because Tim wasn't voice. there. Tim wasn't because Tim wasn't in the room. Doug maybe felt like, all right, this is my time to speak up a little more than I normally would, perhaps. But still, I thought that was my thought was like, oh, Tim, you just don't pay attention to Doug all the time because this isn't an extra special great Doug thing. This is just Doug. Um, so 
that's one thing I remembered. Bacon wipes. Um, kind of, I feel like it's about as good as the episode was, which is just forgettable and and not very, uh, you know, not not making my list for anything special. Um, the read was very similar to uh, the the one from like two weeks ago with like uh, the bird parts and things like whatever that one was it was i i felt like the 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 read was like a similar gross talking about animal parts included like yeah bacon wipes you know just more of the same yeah I, I wasn't feeling it very much but i'll tell you what i was feeling i was feeling bob odenkirk's episode this episode the next episode which was a couple days ago the Bob Odenkirk episode, when that was announced, I was extremely excited. I, Joe knows, we all know, Mr. Show with Bob and David, huge, huge influence. I don't know who Tim and Eric is if it isn't for Bob and David. And uh, so that was just super exciting that he's never been on the show. And uh, so, you know, I was just very, very Oh, are we getting fucked here? I'm seeing your faces. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, we fucked here? Are we good? Yeah, I think we're good. It was a little bit of a... There was a I'm getting like there. a heavy... Uh, like my phone is... Okay. I'll start over. I won't start over, but I'll just say... Okay. So we knew Bob was going to be on. We texted a little bit and said, Fucking Bob's going to be on. This is going to be great. Then... We get the news when we come on that Vic is searching for his dog who ran out of the studio into the fucking woods of California. And Matt, I don't remember what happened to Matt, but Matt wasn't there. Sick. 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 Calling in sick on Bob Odenkirk Day? What the fuck are you doing? Uh, You know, come on, bro. So it was just like, so that made it a little strange. But I will say what it led to, in my opinion, was an episode like we've never had before, a conversation, an yeah. interview, a very podcasty, Intimate. let's just talk to Mark Bob Marin Oden. style. Marin style. Let's because, But you know what? I, that's what I want out of Bob Odenkirk. I, I'm sorry. I don't need him to be making jokes, really. I am in, I love Bob Odenkirk. I can listen to a Mark Marin with Bob Odenkirk. Maybe there's been one. I haven't listened to it, but I can just, I want to listen to Bob Odenkirk talk. I want to hear him talk about everything. The heart attack, the fucking discovery of Tim. The, are you getting fined over here? Or are you just ooing and eyeing? I'm reacting to you. I'm just adding. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you're adding <laughs> like grown drops to my, oh yeah, Bob. Um, (laughs) so, I mean, I was just absolutely, I could have listened to them talk for hours. Tim was like, fuck, we're not taking a break. We're just talking. And I think that maybe is is the first time that I think everybody listening to the show was probably like, yeah, no, no, just keep going guys. Like we don't, we don't need a break. We don't want to hear your city of the day. We don't want to hear anything. He was like, oh, we got to do city of the day. And you know what? Kevin Moore bees was fun and i think bob i mean it even had like a base thing which bob famously from tom goes to the mayor bob odenkirk had was like the hippie bass player slap the bass guy on tom goes to the mayor so 
there was a little connection there, which I thought was funny. He even said, oh, I love that bass stuff you're doing. Because the end of the Kevin Morby, Morby's thing, there was like a slappy bass thing going on. So even that worked out fine. And I, I don't know how you guys felt about it. I, I absolutely just, you know, we can go through beat by beat some of the things they talked about, but so nice, so refreshing, such a smart man and such a guy I look up to. And I can listen to him talk about life and working out and trying to figure out what to do with your life and just everything that he had to say. I was on just ready to hear it. And I was happy for Tim to listen to it. It's so amazing to hear him say to Tim that Tim's one of his favorite comedians. It just makes it, it just makes it feel, it just feels good. It just feels good. It makes me feel like even doing this podcast is worth it. Because we got fucking Bob Odenkirk saying, you know what, Tim Heidecker's like top three funniest guys in the world ever that I've ever heard. And to hear that from him, you know, just kind of, it's like, yeah, yeah, I, I think so too, man. Like, I, you know, I, I agree. And I think you're also one of the coolest, most talented guys ever as well. So it just, I don't know, it just, just makes you feel good about life. There was just a very uplifting, not funny. I mean, there wasn't really many laughs, a, a little bit here and there. I loved his reaction to Doug's drops here and there. Doug did a very tasteful amount of drops just here and there slipping one in and you'd hear bob giggle and it was just nice so i loved it what did you boys what did you boys think of bobby O? I loved it also i you know it was just the right amount of you know uh, i mean there was they were laughing and so it kept me sort of laughing and smiling throughout and wasn't like i was laughing out loud funny laughs but it was just like an endearing like you just want to know it, it was kind of what i wanted when they had david cross on and they it and it didn't happen that way so when you know you're thinking okay odenkirk's on and i feel like there's a little bit of a more like, tim even said so like he like cross like is sort of intimidating to him but yep where bob is they is got like into a, that which was beautiful to hear them yeah. talk about david cross because I think we all felt the same thing that when David, when David was on, Tim was like a little off his, Tim wasn't on at all. It was the episode where Tim wasn't on and we thought, Oh, maybe right. so missed opportunity. We, we said, you know? yeah. And so yeah. this is like where we we're, we're finally getting what we want with that interaction with here's the guy who's like the mentor for Tim. And now they're in the, they're kind of like on equal, uh, you know, pass here of, or we're actually not equal, but like, I'll say, you know, Bob is pretty much saying Tim is just as funny and if not, like like you say, one of the funnier people. But Bob himself has op- like done so many great things now in his career and him reminiscing about getting the, the, the star on Hollywood and how that makes him feel and... For fucked. Fuck. Boys? So like upfront about things and it, it was what you wanted but yet it was still bob and he was still giggling about things and 
and then getting getting to hear like some of that inside stuff with Mr. Show is like I couldn't wait to hear more of that and I was just it was funny just to hear them talk about their favorite ones that they did and yeah uh, I I loved all that incredible so, yeah, it, it was a total like uh like you say a long form interview but it that's what it had to be for me to truly feel like we got the best of it and we did we we were really treated to something really good so we didn't need Vic there we didn't I mean I feel bad for what happened with Vic and that was crazy and, and we didn't need Matt there you know getting more zoomers in the mix like we didn't need all that we we got exactly what we got got and it was a really good episode so yeah uh, I think the I think the lack of of Vic and Matt almost makes sense because Doug was very involved with Tim and Eric uh and Tim made a point to kind of point that out again, which one thing I'll say about Tim, the fact that he points that out in every interview, I don't know if you guys listen to the Howie Mandel thing, which I mm -hmm. did listen to that. Um, the fact, I, one thing that I'll say about Tim is kind of, uh, you know, kind of self-important as maybe he makes himself a lot of the time. Um, his, uh, you know, just strong effort to every time he's in an interview say, that, you know what, this guy over here, Doug, you know, he was kind of potentially even more important to the whole process of why we're, why we kind of made it the way we, you know, made it to the place that we did. I just appreciate that he does that every time. And he, and he made a point again to do it with Bob. And it even seemed like Bob, maybe you would have, you would have thought maybe Bob knew and Bob gave Tim a little more credit, which I think in interviews when that happens and he brings up Doug, people don't say, well, Tim, but you're, you know, you know, Tim, you're Tim. And, you know, so it was like a great, just kind of circ, you know, circular kind of, he's saying you're great. You're saying he's great. Just everybody complimenting each other was perfect. And, um, also, uh, I, I gotta mention Phil Braun calling it as Vince Gilligan doing Gilligan's Island thing really strong, really strange and funny. And the fact that Bob rolled with that and the fact that they allowed that to happen during this huge, important interview and just said, mm -hmm. you know what? We have an important caller here. We got it. We got to take this call. Like, cause Bob was like on taking zoomers and like really, really like hearing them out going on long winded answers for them, which was really nice. And they're like, no, we got to take this call. And when you see the Vince Gilligan and then it kind of slowly, <laughs> it took me a little bit to be like, oh my God, he's, this is a Gilligan's Island thing that they never actually said. Nobody ever said Gilligan's Island. The words no, Gilligan's Tim Island was trying to never happened. To I know nobody ever said it. So it was like, so, so what's your beautiful. Island be it was so beautiful. Like Vince is, Vince's Island. <laughs> yeah, Vince's. they said Vince's Island. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to call it? He's like, ah, Vince's Island. I mean, I was just, I just was so happy for Phil to be able to do that bit in front of Bob. I mean, I was just, it was beautiful. And that was like an extra little moment, Phil pulling that out of his ass. And I don't think Phil's done that in the show where he just completely not using a voice or anything, just called in and said, yeah, hi, I'm Vince Gilligan. <laughs> like I really enjoyed our time on the show. And like, I mean, beautiful, beautiful. But Tucci, you haven't had a chance to speak about this episode what are your feelings sir um yeah i probably it didn't hit me uh the same way it did for you guys i think um <clears throat> you know i love i love bob i think well my you know i've said it on here before my uh entry into the to 
Tim um, is through Tim and Eric and, and not really through Mr. Show. I had friends in college that, that really liked Mr. Show and I never really watched it. Um, mm. And Tom Goes to the Mayor, you guys know that I mm. didn't catch that. I had to go back and watch some of that. So, you know, my beginnings are with Tim and Eric, uh, awesome mm-hmm. show. Um, sure. And that's kind of my main uh, kind of emotional attachment. So when we get people like, I mean, I love David Cross, but when we get people like like David and Bob, you know, it, it's good. It's great. I really respect them. But I think like, you know, it's not as deep. It, it doesn't <clears throat> it doesn't hit as much for me. Um, and so things like, but I will say that I did really appreciate kind of the intimacy of the episode. I think you're right in that it was okay to not have Matt uh, there. Although I do miss Matt. I miss Matt's like no, laugh. I felt I, bad I, that they weren't there, that they like, yeah, weren't, like I felt bad. For sure. For sure. I think like, I, I think felt it was, bad. The Vic dog result, thing, you know, like that's so that's crazy. A, yeah. It seemed to, that, that seems to be subtle. The dog was found that we found. Well, yeah. So we're they, good there. Yes. But, um, but, but yeah, I think like the end result of the episode probably remains the same with Vic and Matt there. But yes, I, I, it would have been nice to see them kind of interact with Bob. And I think they would have all had a really good time together. So it's really unfortunate that they, that they were down two guys. Also, I think maybe <clears throat> I say this every week and um, I could just do it without the zoomers. I think we could just shut, <laughs> they should, they should have just shut it off for this episode. Completely. They basically they did. They basically, they basically did. did. They basically like did. three we calls also, over the course of two and a half hours. I, I know. Three and two zoomers. of the three were stinkers. No, you know, so they brought. Like 60... I think. I think. No, that... there was a good question, and they talked oh, about okay. that that bit in the beginning for a bit, and then there was a woman who was. Yeah. The, I, she was okay. Really so a, here, like nobody film and had cancer and stuff. Yeah, yeah that, that was, I, yeah. I think the I calls were stuff. decent. I didn't. I didn't have a problem with any of the zoomers this week. I think that the one said, "Is it luck or hard work?" Which I thought was a good question that led to a lot of interesting conversation. That there. was good. That Definitely was good poignant to Bob Odenkirk of all people. I mean, that's like a perfect question for him. And he addressed exactly what that guy was kind of getting at, which is, you know, you've been at it for a long time, Bob. And, you know, was it luck that you had Vince Gillian and a couple of Mr. Show fans say, you know what, let's just fucking put this guy in the show. He's great. We love this guy. Let's see what he can do. And as we all know, if, if we're watching Better Call Saul or have been, it's goddamn one of the best shows ever made. I mean, it's it's beautiful yeah. and, and, and I'm he's wonderful it right now in it. The first time, by the way, just started. Okay, well, I, we won't get into it, but it only gets better and better. Call Saul. Um, <laughs> I haven't caught up either on it, but so but yeah, okay. So that that's that's my general take. I think I'll stand corrected. Yes, the, there there were some topics that were uh, generated through Zoom questions. So that's yeah, and and the one about the luck yeah that that, that was a good one so maybe, yeah, and, the, maybe, and then the one at the end the that, method still works the one at the end that was just like nobody? what's your favorite i have not seen nobody but i'm dying to see it i don't want to read the book i'm like all in on bob i loved it i thought it was a really fun watch i feel like i mean it's a very straightforward action movie but there's humor in it and it, i feel like you guys will love it if you haven't seen it. i heard a lot of mixed things but i'm a sucker for bob i'm a sucker like he's just like if i look at his face i smile and i'm just happy to for him to be there you know what i mean and hearing him talk about the exercise just like the life change stuff the thing about there's a lot of things that i, I don't know maybe me personally in my life right now because i've kind of made some strange decisions in my life and i've moved and i'm you know he's talking about life in a way 
these guys tend to get to some places now where I think they're like smart, knowledgeable guys that are just, you know, what, what are they, 10 years older than me, than us? You know, they're like 10, 15 years older than us. Tim, not even so much, but Bob as this kind of mentor figure, hearing him speak about life, I'm just listening to him. I'm just yeah. listening to him. I, I want to hear what he has to say. And uh, I think that they are saying, all, they're saying a lot of things that I, there's just not a lot I disagree with. There's a lot that I just think is smart and makes me feel good. And uh, it's just a very enjoyable listen to hear him talk. And he's so just calm and you know puts tim at ease and obviously tim just must be over the moon to hear this man talk about him in that way i mean this is tim's this is what tim wants in life you know you know what i mean like he's this is what tim wants he wants famous important people to say that he's amazing so this is bob's is his this is like the best thing he could ever hear in his life i mean when i try to explain to people what tim and eric are I usually start with Bob and David. I usually say, well, there was a show on when I was in high school called Mr. Show with Bob and David. And there was these two guys and they sent him a DVD to one of the guys and they sent, they put an invoice. Like I always tell that story and say, oh, and the one guy just thought it was funny, gave him a fucking show just on, on that joke, watched the DVD, thought it was funny, gave him a show. And that was their career. That made their career. It could put him on adult swim. And that's how we all found out about him. And it's just a beautiful little story that, you know, fortunately involves a thing that before I knew who Tim and Eric were, my favorite comedy thing was Mr. Show. It was so fucking trippy and weird and did the same things to my brain that Tim and Eric then added upon, which I thought Bob did a really nice way of kind of explaining like, you know, Tim and Eric, you kind of took what Mr. Show was kind of trying to do to that level, like you found that thing that we were kind of, you know, you know, tapping around, we almost got there, but you guys got there and hearing him know that that like, it's just so beautiful for him to understand that and tell the world that. And it's just, a, just I don't know, it's just, it's just so nice to hear them talk. And I feel so good for Tim to hear that he needs that. It's, you know, that's give him, that's going to give him another fucking how many years of just happiness and just, I I like positivity these days and hearing that out of Bob to Tim has got to feel great. And Tim's coming off these shows that he just played that I think went really well for him. And uh, then they just got to bullshit about live albums and, you know, their favorite Mr. Show moments, which, you know, Tim was like pumpkin any, you know, like. Oh my God. I was like, what is he going to say? He's like, Oh, I have this one thing that just kind of changed my life. Pump it's pumpkin. Any, Oh my fucking God. I mean, pumpkin any is, uh, it's just a crazy pull. And, uh, you know, hearing Doug, you know, talk about his favorite moments and I, I just, I'm right there with them. Just the, the memories flooding back from high school the VHS yeah. teeth tape that me and Steve Primorano got off of a fucking forum and you know you know like internet didn't even exist then it was like you found a forum and ordered a vhs and we watched this fucking tape and uh you know it's just just... mr show is the start of it all really and a lot of people point point to bob odenkirk giving them their break and like there's a tree true 
but Mr. Show is like a tree and all these, you know, people have come off that tree and have gone different directions. And, but a lot of people point back and say, it was Bob that's gave me my shot, you know, and gave me a, you know, you can go to comedy bang, bang, you can go to Zach Galifianakis, you can go to Paul Tompkins, like all these people are huge in comedy. Now they all started from like, you know, that scene in with Mr. Show and where that came from. And it, it's interesting how all these people came from that and where that all begins. And we wouldn't even have Tim <laughs> probably yeah. wouldn't have had a show. And so all that happens because of Bob and, and now Tim is in the position to be like, I can like help comedians yeah. to, and he's got to... Doug and Vic under his wing and, and, and these other right. it's, guys it's exciting. And, and he brings them up and, you know, yeah, just the whole the whole cyclical situation. The comedy is... stick. It's the comedy tree. <laughs> but but it's also but it's also very specific guys. Like Bob's not going on and saying Paul F. Tompkins is a comedian comedy genius. You know, he's not like going out of his way to say that or to give him his own show. Like I hate to say it for some of these Mr. Show guys. Mr. Show guys all made it. A lot of them made it. I mean, the one guy ended up at the fucking Capitol, storming the Capitol, that fucking crazy tall guy. Jay Johnston. Yeah, he didn't <laughs> yeah, him up briefly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, for the most part, a lot of those guys, you know, I don't think Tim went, or I don't think Bob went out, of, Bob and David went out of their way to really help them. They just kind of used that as a taking off point of, oh, I'm Scott Aukerman. Remember me? I was in a few Mr. Show episodes. I'm going to do a podcast and start my whole own thing. Um but you know they really they really helped t and e obviously and uh this whole world this whole universe fucking on cinema all the shit everything goes back to that initial move that they did which i still think of you know i still think of like versions of doing that in my own life you know just like you know like how what could you do that would kind of equate to that where you send one of your heroes a, a video or a link or something like what would be the current version of that back then they sent him a dvd and an invoice directly to bob odenkirk these days it you know you wouldn't send a dvd obviously you'd send a link but i don't know just that that whole idea of of being able to get in touch with somebody it's like the, the right moment or the right time in life for that to have worked out for them maybe the move yeah. now is to send some physical media yeah, maybe you go back. Maybe you send them a VHS tape and like a right. and a VHS player, you know, player, and the cables yeah. and stuff. <laughs> like you send them a whole VCR. package. The of thing VCR. that was smart though, they they rec like Tim recognized that that was the right person to send that to. Like Bob is just that perfect person <laughs> that would watch that and think it's great if it is, you know. And it, I have that. I have that. I have that original. I bought that original Tim and Eric DVD, and it is very funny. They, they have this dumb thing that they've talked about where they have the microphone like around their neck, like attached, like it's like a necklace that has the microphone on it. It's like just some really dumb stuff, but it's a beautiful, it's a, it's Tim and Eric. It's awesome show basically. And like, they didn't go with that format. They went with Tom goes the mayor first. Like, I, I don't know if they were ready or because it was adult swim. And at that time it was cartoons. So they weren't able to do a live action thing. But after Tom Goes the Mayor was basically a live action thing with just a, a Photoshop filter and photos, but their original DVD was very much a Tim and Eric sketch. It was just it was just that it was the two of them in front of a green screen doing funny stuff, and um, it was definitely funny enough where Bob, you know, 
it's just really nice that he recognized that and made this whole universe out of it. And now here we are 20 years later. Uh, and we're finally seeing this conversation between these guys, which we've known, we've known they've had a relationship. I think Bob's maybe called into the show before. Am I wrong about that? I can't, I can't remember. remember. I can't remember. I but I want to say no. I don't remember any. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess it's just so it's just so common in the in the lore of their history. Yeah, that you feel like they've if, you feel like you've no you feel like they've you've seen them together or something. But I don't think I really ever have like seen them in the same room, looking at each other, talking to each other as friends, and as like right. you know comrades. I think there could there could be stuff on DVDs where the uh, the the you're awesome right. show DVDs. You're right. You're right. There's documentaries of things. You're and right. And uh, Bob was all over, but Mr. Show, like his voices and things, he's like in a lot of the skits. Like you're saying, Tim and Eric. You mean? Uh, yeah, Tim and Eric. Yeah, I, yeah, that's what I mean. He he. I was in. Uh, Tom goes know, the mayor uh, a lot. Tom goes. Yeah, he was in that a lot too. But like you're hearing it in this episode where Doug was putting these little drops in of like Bob's voice saying the saying stuff from yeah. Awesome Show and and like. Every time, uh, you know, not every time, but there was moments in the show where, like, you would hear that real Bob laugh, which was like, man, he's uh -huh. got a strange laugh. It's <laughs> like his real laugh is really silly sounding. And, like, he'd be laughing at just, like, a little drop, you know. He, he You could tell he's not listening to, to Tim's office hours at all. No, that guy, I mean, he's on fucking Better Call Saul. I mean, he's, got, he's doing work. He's got a lot of shit going on. He's not listening to office I know, hours. But it's, it's, it's yeah, funny it's funny that he didn't like, know, like, didn't even understand, like, what was going on with the drops and stuff to some extent. Um, yeah, it was, was kind of like a little old man-ish to that, like, yeah. oh, this is so cute that you guys do these drops. And like, oh, that's so funny. You know, like, but yeah, you can tell when when someone hasn't listened to the show before, <laughs> when they when, as they comment about the drops, like, uh, it's like you can tell it's fresh. And it was also, you know, like he 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 didn't I felt like he might have known Doug a little more and he kind of didn't and i loved that story that doug told about oh my god like so they got a little deep with like tom goes in there with some producer that like ripped them off and like and bob took his cut of the show and gave it yeah. to all the interns and stuff and doug That's said it was the it. biggest check it was just like and he's like do you remember that and he's like nah it's just like no bob's just a good man so cool just a good man it was beautiful that a little story like that slipped its way into the show um, just cause there was a moment to kind of do that. And I think that, mm -hmm. I don't know. I want to say that Vic go out there looking for his dog. Maybe this was an episode where maybe Vic is not. <sighs> you can't go down this hole again. I don't want to, I'm go. just saying like, I'm not saying, I'm just saying that like Doug and Tim have a history with Bob. Vic really doesn't. And, and Bob is kind of, you know, like he barely knows who Doug is to some, I mean, he, you know, he knows who Doug is, but like, isn't, he's just, you know, on another level from these guys. So trying to like, I don't know if I need like a Vic question in this situation. I want to hear Tim talk to Bob and hearing Doug throw in a couple little nice moments like that is beautiful. Like, but I don't know if I need like a, uh, you know what I mean? Like a couple other voices bringing in, if it's going to be that kind no, of it, format. It, it, it definitely felt like the that's why I was saying it's like a Mark Marin because it felt like the, it was like one on one for most of the whole show. And it, it was kind of the you needed that attention given to this this uh, 
uh, Bob coming in because he's an well, important listen, I don't person. Know, for I don't this, know uh, if Bob's done many interviews since his heart attack. Like I, I, I mean, I don't. I don't I'm think not he sli- has. I mean, like, maybe just hearing two hours. Yeah, just hearing two uh, hours of him talk is something you're not getting a lot in the media anyway. So him just doing that, and he seemed so comfortable to talk about that. And you know that's crazy. Well, that's fresh. I mean, that just fucking happened. And he was talking about that even with Tim, and Tim is like reflecting upon how he handled press and like saying how he may, he might regret how they like him and Eric behaved during the press for the uh-huh. billion dollar movie. And I felt like there was just wisdom even in the, in this talk that was being given to Tim and like them going back and being now like you know, on similar levels of like putting their own stuff out there and, and having to deal with the public and and their image and everything. And I found that all that just, it felt like it wasn't even an interview. It was just them having a conversation. And, yep. and we were just lucky yeah, to like, check that's it the, out. That's the difference between a Marin and that because Marin's not really like, doesn't usually have a big history. I mean, sometimes when he has a, what's his face, uh, Louis C.K. or something where they have that history. There's there's maybe some interesting stuff. But this is like a man and a man who idolized another man who then it turned a, a corner where the, the, the mentor guy, you know, fell in love with this other guy's comedy. And it's just like a beautiful uh, marriage of, of two guys' comedy that just happened to be, in my opinion, two of my favorite guys. And then we've seen Bob break through, like after Tim made it and i think my uh feelings about bob and david you know that they kind of went away i mean they just they weren't doing much anymore and tim and eric took bob and david's spot in my life it was like all right and it's two white guys and it's like kind of a similar thing and it's like oh bob and david tim and eric you know and like it's it's like kind of almost ridiculous that these other two guys that there was a show that had two guys that did a thing you know, it's kind of silly almost. It was like, oh yeah, you know, my next favorite show is a show with two guys with two names called a thing with two names. Anyway, the fact that I feel like the the Bob and the David, the Bob is the Tim of the Tim and Eric, you know what I mean? Like the two of them, they're each other within the two groups of the guys, right? Like Eric and David, I feel like are maybe more of the, does that make sense? I don't know. So just hearing them like, um, yeah, hearing them go like mono I was a cross guy. I have to listen. Yeah, I, I listen. I loved cross. I absolutely loved cross for sure. But if I had to equate the two of them and their like career trajectories and stuff and just what they're kind of all about, I think that Tim's the Bob. I th- yeah, I, I th- that's what I, yeah. I think so too. I think Tim is the yeah. Bob, like the more prolific, working, trying to do tons of stuff where maybe Eric and David are, you know, just content kind of doing their own little things and here and there popping up. But David was obviously a more, it was a standup that had more, uh, you know, just like He's comedy. Got special out. Yeah, da- yeah. David's very active and he has lots of stuff going on, but he's just maybe not as, you know, a part of like a, a bigger community like i feel like Bob. well he's not he's not an emmy nominated actor i mean he's not fucking bob odenkirk is a household name i mean he's that's incredible it's uh, he's everybody knows who bob is now everyone everybody knows what better call solid like it's it's crazy like i i think it's funny though occasionally they'll show up together in things like there was that movie called the post spielberg movie 
and and Bob and and uh, David mm-hmm. are both in yeah, that yeah, together. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. Like uh-huh. And like, you're just like laughing. And like, I feel like there was other movies that uh, there was back in the day. There was no, they like, were like both news reporters. And there's like a scene with both of them in the room together. And they like walk past and you're supposed to like take them as serious actors. And Definitely. You're like, I can't look at you two pricks and not like, like, I'm sorry, Spielberg. You can't do that. I don't know. Was that Spielberg? Yeah, it was. But yeah, I feel like there's, uh, there's lots of good stuff for both of them, but Definitely, I feel I like mean, I'll listen on. to many more podcasts or many other comedian people that are always saying, like, the person who helped me the most was Bob Odenkirk. Like, he's constantly being pointed out as, like, everybody has to thank him because he was helping so many young comedians out at the time. It wasn't he just, just seems like a good guy, and I hope that his I hope that his point of view on this all rubs off on Tim in a way because I think one thing – I mean, Bob loves the way Tim goes about his business. Um, But I think Bob's just kind demeanor and very mature outlook. And he's older. He is older. And he's more knowledgeable and a wiser man. But I really, I do hope that that rubs off on Tim a bit. And um, I'm sure it will. But I think conversations like that, I'm sure Tim can look back on and say, Man, you know what? My mentor is just a fucking solid guy. He's a good man, treats people with respect. And, uh, you know, I can maybe learn a thing or two from the way he's gone about his business. And it took him a while, but he got to the point, you know what I mean? He got to that point that Tim would kill for, right? Like, Tim wants that fucking better call. So, I mean, like, you know what I mean? And he's on the, he's on the verge, you know what I mean? Could you imagine in five years... Somebody just saying, you know what? Just put Tim in the fucking show. We love Tim. You know, like some some drama or some like big show, like just throwing Tim in the mix. You could see it exactly the same as Bob being put in the show uh, Breaking Bad, where Bob even yeah. said, oh, I, I could have imagined me being just like the commercial guy. You know that somebody our age yeah. will be directing something guy, a few years down the, the line. Is gonna- gonna call him up one of these days absolutely absolutely if the patriot guy like gets and he was in um his most recent animated little show patriot guy just think hasn't gotten that prestige uh drama under his belt still a great recommendation by tim i love the patriot so good did you guys watch did you guys watch that animated show that guy did uh something city ah shit it's really fucking weird and good i watched a couple apps i did want to yeah, I think you're right. I think Tim is kind of like on the cusp of that. I could totally see, of course, you know, the better the, the Odenkirk better call saw that kind of dark comedy. Also, I think of Bill Hader and Barry, something kind of along yep. those lines where it's like a, you know, it's a comedy, but it's dark. And Tim, you know, Tim kind of um he he has a he, his arsenal, I think, is is wider than people think. You know, I mean, seeing him in the um the Jordan Peele movies should give you a sense of that. So, um, yeah. Or maybe yeah, four I, or maybe like three or four or five years away from somebody that respects and loves Tim the way that the Vince Gilligan and those guys loved Bob, that they were just mm-hmm. like, oh, let's get Bob. Like, we need like a sleazy lawyer. Let's get Bob Odenkirk. Like he yeah. said, he didn't read for it. He just came in and did it. And then they went the extra mile and said, let's fucking make a whole show about this guy. And here we are, you know? Better Call Saul is yeah. a better show than Breaking Bad. It is. Yes. 
it's better. It's just a better show. And his performance is incredible. It's so subtle and beautiful. And I think that, you know, Tim is very uh, capable of giving a performance like that. I believe it's in his repertoire. If given the opportunity, he's a talented enough guy to be able to lean into things and, you know, who knows? Maybe it happens. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe Tim becomes a household name someday. But um, the fact that this has all worked out the way it has, just like I said before, it just feels good. And I really enjoyed. I wanted to listen to it again. You know, I, I didn't want them to stop talking. And I, you know, there was like the YouTube for whatever when it finished. Like usually it like just kind of you can like restart or something and it like didn't work. And I was like, oh, maybe because Matt's not there. Like it's not immediately available mm-hmm. again and I couldn't watch it again. Yeah. And I I tried to watch this episode, but the volume was so quiet that I couldn't do it. But I did. I sort of listened to it twice almost because of uh, just wanting to hear different parts of it again. And, you know, yeah. I just had to really... I wanted to know what to even talk about. I feel like I wasn't going to have anything to say because it was just one of these things that's you listen to it and you just feel like, well, all of that was perfect. I don't know what I'm going to add to this conversation, but exactly. Uh, it wasn't, it's not, it's not much, it's not much to like really delve into. It's not much to like analyze too much, but right. Tim said jokingly in the beginning of the episode, we're going to have, this is going to be one of the best episodes ever. And I, I you know, for me, it's going on the list, Tooch. It's going on the list mm. for for best app. Absolutely best guest. Absolutely best app. I mean, it was so. It's very different than what we're used to, and it's not typical office hours. We had Vic looking for a dog. Thank God Rosie was found. Um, I didn't even know what was going on. Did you guys miss? Like, I kind of didn't. That happened so quickly. They were like Vic, like the dog was down. I thought it was going to be a bit. I thought Vic was going to because Bob's a big um, dog there's a, like a famous story of a better call Saul where like there was a bunch of dogs that were out in Albuquerque and were like, you know, stray dogs or something. And Bob Odenkirk like took them in and like, you know, had a bunch of the people on the crew adopt them and he adopted a few of the dogs. So I thought there was like a, because they were so <laughs> kind of loosely saying, Oh yeah, you know, Vic's gone. You know, he's looking for his dog. That- you know? Bob was, was like, oh, Bob was like, I hope bit. he finds two dogs. You know, I thought it was going to be a bit. I thought there was something going on. I, so I wasn't I. sure. Right. There, there was that attempted bit with the uh, Vic's cousin that was reading for the the biopic. So that, oh, that yeah, did, yeah, that well, that's a happen, guy for that's a Tim and Eric guy. That that weird yeah, yeah, guy yeah. Is, is from Tim and Eric. And we didn't even get into that. But that whole thing was. Oh, and the scripted beginning, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah. There, yeah, there was there was definitely some moments, and the fact that they did that, uh, Tim's joked about how the show scripted, and sure. the fact that he like yeah. went out of his way to write a thing and have Bob read it, and you know you could tell Tim put a little extra energy maybe into trying a couple things with Bob there. Um, yes, yeah, which I think so added. You know, and I don't think the the Bob biopic thing was like a. I was just, I, I loved their genuine talk. So like when they kind of took breaks, it was fine, but it wasn't like, oh my God, that's so great what they did. Uh, you know, it was kind of like, oh, yeah. this is funny. But I um, yeah. So like, we'll put it on the office list. Okay. I think though, I think like this. Tucci doesn't know. Tucci's not a big enough Bob fan to be so, you know, enamored by this 
this conversation. Well, I, I think I think a part of it, uh, maybe why I have. You should go watch uh, Mr. Show if you have not watched it. It oh, is I've absolutely. I've, I've, Okay. I've, I've seen Mr. Show. It's it's that it's the whole like where where like the gateway into Tim and Eric was an awesome show. It wasn't through these other products, you know. I think anyway. yeah. I think growing up and having those actually happen in sequential order, where one ended and the next one began, yeah. and took yeah, over, it, really, really it is, from, is like, an extension. Like you, you feel like you have to see it in that order and oh, like no. grow up with it a little bit. It does yeah. sort. Of, because one is, was one was the most know? absurd thing you've ever seen. Like Mr. Show was the most absurd, trippy, crazy comedy show, sketch show you've ever seen. And then Tim and Eric was further. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, I've wanted something more. Like I've always loved Mr. Show, but I would need, you know, I need more. I need that juice. I need that something to put me into that headspace, something to like really yeah. make me freak out and like not. Mr. Show is the kind of show where like you weren't always laughing. You were a little bit like scared or something. You know, you were a little bit like this is so trippy and and out there that it's like a next level stuff. I, um, and Tim and Eric started, definitely did that. Right. I start I started with kids in the hall. Like I was sure. watching kids in the hall. But then I then for some reason I didn't like I just I don't know. I think like in my formative years, I just was obsessed with David Letterman. And that's all I did was watch David Letterman constantly. I used to like record it and watch it. So then like when it, when Tim and Eric came out, I was like, what is this? You know, I was just blown away and I, but I missed all of that other Well, stuff. I'll say the middle stuff before Tim and Eric was the original adult swim stuff, which was space ghost and, um, sea lab and yeah. aqua teen. And like, those Aquatine, were, yes, I did. Those uh, were like the shows that like got us to Tim and Eric. I feel it was like those shows were like, you loved them, but they were still just cartoons and they like were playing with that format when Tim and Eric came along and it was like adult swims, like, fuck it. We don't need to do a cartoon. We can do a live action thing. Fuck it. Mm -hmm. And it was like, okay, we're just straight up doing new sketch comedy show on adult swim. That was the first one to do that. And that was the, that was kind of the game changer where they were just like, we don't, it's cartoon network, but we don't care anymore. But sea lab and fucking space Ghost still hold up pretty damn good. And that original absurd kind of comedy, I think, was the, was the gateway into you know the in between, Mister Show. Tom goes the mayor. Uh, yeah, and Tom was, goes the mayor. But Tom goes the mayor was a little later. I mean, Space Ghost Coast to Coast was kind of first, and Sea Lab and and Aqua Teen, I think, came first, and then Tom goes the mayor sure. came in a couple years in. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, loved, yeah. loved, loved Aqua Teen. Good stuff. There yeah, was kind of home movies. It was another home, one movies. Was like, home movies. Brendan Small would be a great guest on, on yeah. Office Hours. Yeah, forgot about that. Doctor Katz. Doctor Katz. I loved. I, I have that yeah. little box set. I still yeah. watch it occasionally. I think I bought you that for Christmas or something, maybe. Yeah, like I've watched the shit out of that, and it was well. That's what I that's to that's H. John Benjamin. That's H. John Benjamin's yeah. like early he, stuff. He would. And, oh, I would right, love right, right, him right. to be on the. I mean, he's yeah, yeah, he's another like, good one. Yep. Uh, he's he's an A-lister for like cartoon voices, but he's he would totally work, be like a per good person to have on Office Hours. I think. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's a, good. He should be on Office Hours he's East. On, yeah, well, he, he he's um. <laughs> I don't know why. Just him and him and Glazer seem like they're they would work I, together. I don't know. I think, why. So, I think him and Glazer are like mortal enemies. Really? I think so. What? John Benjamin and John Glazer, are mortal yeah. enemies. I think so. That. I think there's a there's a thing there. Like there's a pat. It might be Sam Cedar. I, I can't remember who it's with, but 
Wait, one of those guys. Sam Cedar and John Glazer? John Benjamin and Sam well, Cedar. Might... Sam Cedar and John Benjamin are good friends. Right, but, the they're, but, but they've been playing like lifelong pranks on each other for oh, uh, ever, and like they I, it's just like a, a long-standing feud i want more sam cedar i don't know I, I like sam i like that that whole thing that they have going on. but oh yeah okay well um, i wanted to say though in the this this episode in the overall picture i there you know i don't it's not an aversion to episodes like this that's too strong of a word but i i i, I just like that comfy everyone's in the studio you know the boys are there matt's producing like i just like that feeling and when something's someone's missing i it, it just i can just feel i'm like so hypersensitive to it listen it was you know? a different thing that we've been through this before for me sometimes a different thing because we're on episode 202 or something yeah bring it on you know what i've seen i've been in that comfy place that you like and i'm i like it too but if you're going to be in an uncomfortable, you know, if, if some, some people are going to be missing or something else is going to be happening, have somebody like Bob, like we just had a, it was just a different thing. It was not the example. Here's, you were never going to show this episode to somebody like, what is office hours like? You would never send them this as an example, even though this or, show. Or, or you wouldn't had, send them the previous episode either. Like that's oh. like, that was something different also. And that was a, a miss, you know? And so it doesn't always land as like the greatest episodes when you change it up i know what you're, you're no, saying. no 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 you, you want want your easy thing and sometimes it's a big miss too and no i would have or, or this wasn't it's interesting to think about if all the boys were there how that would have went it, it is interesting to think if it would have been different if it would have been better if it would have been a different type of conversation it would have been sillier you would have gotten less genuine stuff but i think the fact that Bob didn't have to, de Bob could really just sit with Tim and like they, the two of them could just clearly the other producer guy was not anybody, anybody was really paying attention to. And there was no, I don't know. I, I feel like Tim probably was happy to just be able to key in on Bob and just keep that, you know, that love and respect yeah, for each I, other I, going. I can't even picture it being that much different if, if uh, those guys are there because just the way I know the energy yeah. is with with uh with Tim and Bob so right I, yeah I did you might have missed out you might have missed out on some like genuine stuff there might have been more calls there might have been more stuff but drops speaking of more yeah. stuff we had we had Kevin Morby uh big time production commercial uh edited by Chris Robison shot somewhere somehow um a full-on commercial video and um i thought it was good i i enjoyed it I, th I thought it really fit into the it fit in with like a mr showish tim and eric skit like very well put together little thing you know what i mean and it wasn't like more, it was very like comes from a previous key episode key. is it does it yeah like more he had like a he was on an episode and they're just like they use that pun for his name to do like a game i think or maybe it was like okay okay there was some sort of thing but that, don't you remember when he was on there like more bees you know and they and had it, like a whole there might have been uh, like bee drops like what's, what's interesting about that is the episode that kevin morby was on episode 195 
the sponsor was another video submission, Chef Boyardee from Dave England. Wild stuff right there. Wow, Love what that. a connection. Joe, um, what do you think about that? I re- <laughs> yeah, that's another video. But the, there was a previous Tim's uh, idea appearance. That that, there was a previous Morbi uh, appearance, and on oh, that there was okay. like a game called Morbies, like, and so that's where it comes from. And they, I feel like they were just wanted to keep working that, you know, that Morbies was gold to them, and they need to, you know, keep going. Keep quickly. Well, I would the, like to talk about. Did you guys listen to Howie Mandel? Joe, did you listen to Howie Mandel that thing? I thought that this was going to be an episode with Howie Mandel and it was going to be a crossover thing. And I didn't actually know that there was a different thing happening. So I, I didn't really know what happened with that. So I missed it. Okay. So there was a Howie man. Howie Mandel has a podcast and Tim, Doug and Vic were all on it. And they did a full hour and a half. Tooch, did you listen to it? No. Okay. Well, I, didn't. Right. I would say definitely homework for you boys. Very, very interesting listen to Howie Mandel's show with the guys because he's a, a, a huge Tim and Eric fan and didn't really know who Doug and Vic were. But like throughout the course of it, it was just like really interesting to hear, you know, the very famous guy being such a big fan and like sort of. You know, it's always interesting to me to hear somebody who really doesn't, you know, just as like kind of a casual fan, but doesn't really know everything that's going on. So that when you, you know, when you hear Tim and the guys kind of have to explain what's been going on with their lives and all the things they've done and like, you know, Howie Mandel had never, had not seen Tim's, stand, like didn't know about Tim's stand-up uh, character and just, he was, he was just like, just put it on, you know, t- turn on YouTube and like, let's watch, you know, just watch a little bit of it right now. And um, so it was just really quite an easy listen. And Tim, Doug, and Vic all had a platform to speak. And, um, you know, Howie Mandel understands how the shows were made and, you know, understood that like, oh, Doug and Vic are the editors. And, um, was, you know, it was, um, just, was, was Howie Mandel on Awesome Show at some point? He wasn't. I... So he, he wanted to be. So he hit them up. Okay. He hit them up, which was an interesting thing where like Tim was like, oh, I, don't, I don't know what happened, but I think it was after Awesome Show. Howie Mandel like had seen Awesome Show maybe a little late, but he reached yeah. out to Tim and Eric and said, I want to, can we please do something together? I love you guys. And they never made it happen. I and, thought there uh, was something there with them, but maybe not. I'm just misremembering. He sure. might have come up at some capacity talking about them, but uh, it feels like Howie, Howie Mandel was, was a pretty famous comedian in like the 80s. And I don't know if... He's yeah, no, known he, to like everyone, but he told some uh, interesting stories about how he made it and like his, how his career came up and Doug, uh, talked about some of Howie Mandel's early stuff that he remembered when he was a kid. And it's a very, very interesting listen. Absolutely a must listen for you guys. If you need a podcast, I, I want to, I, I want to listen yeah. to it. I don't, I don't you don't like need to listen to any other Howie Mandel podcast, but having those three guys in there, it's not, there's not like, there's no like fluff of like Howie doing like an intro. It, it's just the guys the whole time. And it's, it's mm-hmm. just them talking about their stuff. And uh, from an out, from our perspective as people that analyze those guys, hearing somebody famous that doesn't really know everything and kind of learning about it, it's like a good retrospect of uh, of everything that the guys are up to, and 
Is you know, we going to be on office hours or, or why didn't? Yeah, well, they, they talked about it for sure. They were like, oh, yeah, we got to You got to be on our podcast. And, you know, they, they joked about that. But I think I would I would be surprised if he wasn't at this point. Um, He's a big get. Yeah. And Tim, you know, there was a little of like how he was like, do you not like, you know, there was a little awkward, like, do you think I suck kind of a thing, you know? And Tim was like, eh, you know, kind of like not, you know, I respect you, you know, (laughs) like uh, there was a little of that kind of, there was a little of that kind of energy where it was like, do you guys think that I suck? Like, you know, like. And he, they talked about how Howie Mandel, he's like, he's, he's, friends with, sucks. he's friends with Carrot Top and well, Vic always talks yeah. about um, Little Monsters, is it called? Or what's that? Little Monster? Is that movie? Yeah, My Little that? Monster or something? Um, I can't remember what it is, but so Vic, you know, Vic watches some Howie Mandel movie, uh, Little Monsters, I, know it, I think it is. Yeah, Little Monsters. The one that he's like hiding under the bed with Fred yeah, Savage. Creepy that, with that one? Shit. Yeah, creepy shit. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fred Savage. <laughs> yeah, Fred Savage scenario. But yeah, Harry Mandel's okay. an interesting guy. It, it was just, yeah. Harry Mandel's very, I don't know. I don't know if he's terribly funny, but. People like him. He's, just, he's supposed to be a nice guy, right? He's a nice guy. Yeah, that, that was the thing. He was a nice guy. He's a and he And he knew that, yeah, he's, he's on, um, uh, America's uh, Got the, Talent, maybe. Yeah. Is that a show? Yeah. the show with the suitcases and all that stuff, too. Well, he had that stuff, too. Yeah. He's make yeah. a deal or whatever. He, yeah, he's yeah. been, he's hosted like every show to be a ever. He's yeah. The first host of that show. That's not true. That's Regis. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Gotcha. Um, definitely listen to that. It was very interesting. Um, Should we do a se- separate episode covering that episode? Nope, oh. we should not. You guys should just have listened to it because it happened a couple weeks ago. I was on a bus ride and I listened to it. A couple last weeks week. ago? It was like last week. I don't know. It was right in the midst of us doing this recording. Or like uh, we should have. I'll tell you what. This is a little inside info for anybody who's listening to this episode. Last week's episode, not the Bob, but the sex guy. Uh, Dr. Sex. That, that episode was so, for us as a group here, so inconsequential that there wasn't even a text from anybody saying, no. "Hey, should we record an episode this week?" Nothing. That's not, Just that's not nice. Silence. Nothing. Nobody like, "Oh, should we record on Sunday?" Nothing. Not a word from anybody. Easter. <laughs> Easter. Yeah, we're gonna the, blame the text Easter. thread. The last thing that was said on the text thread was "cunt," and it was just like <laughs> sitting there all through Easter. <laughs> Everybody's looking like, is anybody going to pull the trigger and ask, are we going to record? Nobody said it. Hard to follow a cunt on Easter. (laughs) You know what? That was because I got fined. That was the middle, you know, I got fined and that was from last episode. Um, I got nothing else um, to say. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Um, So for me, definite offie contender for best episode and best guest. I love Bob. Better Call Saul. These this season's great. I'm gonna read that book. Seems very interesting. And I'm happy um, for the whole gang and for Tim. And just it just it feels like a good moment in the the career trajectory of these guys. It sounds like this summer Matt sent out a message that he's going to try to do some live office hours, live shows that are going to be separate, I think, from Tim's tour. 
like maybe a night, you know, like a night that Tim is off in the tour, they might book an office hours live live show. So that's mm-hmm. something. Um, so we have that to look forward to. Unfortunately, it sounds like we're going to probably have some of these awkward Tim from a distance episodes this, you know, in the forecoming weeks and such. But, you know, maybe they'll, hey, I mean, yeah, you know, maybe we'll past, get somebody better than gosh. Dr. Sex. And <laughs> I, I, I don't know. That guy was fine. You know, and, and Tim, Tim, Tim watching Star Trek, you know, I, you Wrath know of Khan was, you know, I, I, I'm fine with him talking about that. Like sometimes you just want to hear them talk about watching movies. Of course I'm with him. I think so. Oh, Jack's you know what was shocking? Okay. I need to say this real quick. Me too. I got to say Tim's love of Interstellar was very oh. surprising to me. What He's like Christopher Nolan, one of the best Nolan? filmmakers alive. Like, oh, yeah. I was like, Tim, you love Nolan? That does not compute in my brain. He would seem like um, a Nolan hater, like an interstellar hater. I, but I was, it made me happy. You know what I mean? I was yeah, like, I, I like that Tim me likes too. Nolan. I, I like me that too. he likes Nolan. I like that he's not a cool guy that's like, oh, Christopher Nolan. Doesn't Nolan's... like Joker, though. Doesn't like Joker. Well, Joker's mm. fucking trash. Interstellar, yeah, you know. I didn't like Joker either. Did you guys see the Batman? Uh, but I'm going to. I like oh, our pants, baby. Three on hours. HBO, so oh. I might watch it. How was it on HBO? Yeah. I've I seen like, it. I've like seen it two like times. I saw it in the theater and I watched it again. Do you on think the stream? Denis I don't think I really liked it either time, but I just I need to I need to make sure that I you know I really like Zoe Kravitz. She's just a really nice cat woman and just she's like just really easy to watch new things. She's hot yeah, I and, think, and special. I think it makes sense that Tim likes Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Yeah, because like I don't know. I I like well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe I it made me happy too, because I like Inception and I like prestige and all that stuff. Like I I don't know. I like those kind of weird soup, you know, way too long. If you uh, had to make movie. if you had to make me bet, I like that he like, liked interstellar in the soundtrack and he was like into the organ like the hans zimmer score yeah, is so yeah, good yeah. in that like i it love is. that movie for that score it's and really you know what yeah, he, yeah. he did point Dark out that Knight. like he pointed out that like you know the score does a lot of the work in that movie like he he almost picked it apart but he did up front say christopher Nolan. i mean he's he like genuinely said he's Fair one of the enough. best filmmakers happening you know and like a lot of people talked a lot of shit about that movie a lot of like film critic asshole type people and it's very, it would have been very easy for Tim to be the type of too cool guy, you know, to be like, oh, Christopher Nolan. He's a father, though. He, he know, felt, he, he got touched by the, the father story, the father-daughter story. Not a lot sure. of people did. Not a lot of people did. A lot of people <laughs> thought that shit was trash, you know? like that, I liked it. I thought it was I did, very, too. But, like, I you're almost it. embarrassed to it. tell people that you like Interstellar. I you're not going it. around saying, I really liked Interstellar. But I, I saw it once. Said, in the theater i don't think i saw it again but I, i've wanted to i, I you know i you like know nolan what? too mike when tim said that the soundtrack drives the movie that's, that's exactly what you said about the white lotus that the soundtrack drove it made it it, it told you how to feel what is what is that what is that about i never something that I, intelligent filmmakers and people that understand the craft understand I, no, I, about I, things I understand. Clearly, don't understand it. I understand the action of it, but I don't. What I don't understand is that 
how 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 does that exist uh you know by itself and not you know like what why is that about a, a, why is that a how is it a crutch i didn't say listen that's what you said about white lotus i did say that about Lotus. listen i really liked white lotus and i love mike white and they're actually filming the next season of white lotus in fucking <sighs> sicily and i <gasps> cold i cold sent an instagram message what? to the white lotus instagram and said hey i live in sicily and I fucking love Mike White and I love White Lotus. Can I do so? Like I, I did the other day. I sent a fucking cold Instagram message. I haven't gotten a response, but um, I just heard the other day they're filming season two, you know, very close to where I live. Um, can, you, can you address the Yeah, so crutch. The, the crutch thing, um, I think for those two examples, it doesn't really add up. But for White Lotus, I'll give you an example, okay? White Lotus has like a guy walking through a resort okay and he's just walking mm -hmm. and the camera's maybe behind him it's like a steady cam shot i don't even know if you're seeing his face he's just walking from point a to point b and maybe this is 25 seconds long and in order to make you feel stress they use music that's like you know it's like this like kind of yeah. like weird offbeat kind of african you know like yeah, you know and it's like you know just oh, I, it just tells you how to feel if that shot if that music wasn't there or if you put another piece of music there like a happy song or a classical piece or, or something else you're going to feel something completely different but isn't the that only thing that's telling purpose? you how to feel there is the music the shot is not telling you how to feel the performance the framing everything else that's happening in the scene of that show or movie is not telling you how to feel the only thing telling you how to feel is the music so in that yeah. way it's a crutch of how to move a sh but music is a part of cinema bernard and herman and and uh hitchcock movies i mean how that's like the, he's the master of who did it all psycho wouldn't be psycho without that fucking score just be a um, bunch of boring i don't know joe i don't know if i agree with that completely it well, definitely adds you can take the music away and it, it definitely adds it. psycho would still be fucking creepy as shit without music no, i think not without that score that scores everything you're telling me that show would not be creepy if there was a woman you, in the shower I'm getting stabbed i'm telling you i'm sure yeah takes it over the top but it's not a crutch it's not necessary to make that scene scary and creepy oh yes it is that uh, Psycho would not be scary at all. It would not be even an enjoyable Disagree. movie if it, if it didn't have that Disagree. score. That score is everything. everything. It's not. It's not a Watch crutch. It it's not a crutch, Joe. It's not. I'm not saying it's a crutch. I'm saying that's what it, we're talking it's, about. It's completely necessary. Like you have to have that score, or it doesn't work as a movie. In your mind now, because you've seen it with that score. But if you I'm watch that it, movie without like, a score, it might be even scarier and creepier. You don't know. Oh, I do know because you wouldn't you wouldn't feel tension without the the score. The, I don't know if that's saying, true, like, Joe. If you have a shot of a woman in the shower, okay, just think about. I'm Psycho not even talking about. I'm think talking about, about Psycho the, for a moment. You have a woman in the shower. I, that's you have not a guy the scene. Walking the scene in. is she's. What scene are you talking about? She just. I'm talking about the whole score. I'm talking about the beginning of the movie where she takes the money and she's driving away. There's such a, a leading score in that that you wouldn't know how to feel. There would be no I way. I don't care. The only thing, I mean, that that is inconsequential. The, the the score and the moments that you're talking about that make and break Psycho are fucking, and, you know, like the big horror moments, which I, you know, arguably could 
The score is everything that, to that film. Everything. Okay. 100%. I don't think it's a crutch for Psycho, in my opinion. I think it's a crutch for other things. Interstellar, potentially. Uh, Zimmer scores are... Uh, what? Not White Lotus. Lotus? Like, but listen, like Lotus... That. I just, you said, oh, I love that music in White Lotus. You brought it I love up. it. That's so good. And I said, uh, you know, they're kind of pushing it with that score. It's a little bit of a crutch. That's what I said. I'm, you know. And I never, I, and I, and I, and I never forget it. You'll never yeah. forget it. And oh, now yeah. when you watch things, you might think differently about them. And it's a, but you know what? Me personally, music I use in things that I make, and it is very important. And I think it's very key. And you really can make an audience feel how you want them to feel with music and it's a powerful tool and if you're good at it and if you feel you're confident in doing that it's important it's just as important as many things so a talented filmmaker nolan knows that he uses music uh you know some of our favorite some of my favorite directors pta uses fucking johnny greenwood okay you think phantom thread and fucking there will be blood are as good without their fucking scores they're not. Magnolia. No. Boogie Nights. Get out of here. Licorice Pizza. All Ooh. these movies are fucking leaning on the music heavily. Um, so, you know, what does that say? I, I don't know, but it's a big part of filmmaking. And the guys that are good do it well. Mike White does it well. Christopher Nolan does it well. Wes Anderson, P.T. Anderson, a lot of them do it well. Um but sometimes I enjoy, uh, you know, you could also get behind things that don't have a lot of, you know, sometimes I think people have that um, stigma about narration and things. And um, I, I think I tend to appreciate when a filmmaker can make you do, make you feel the stuff without the uh, drive of the music. Sometimes that's more as impressive to me. And I think, you know, some Japanese filmmakers, some other, you know, some older, I mean, fucking Antonioni. There, there's some, some, some neorealist Fellini definitely uses the shit out of music. Now I'm getting into it in my own head here and thinking a lot about it, but, um, yeah, we can, I'm sorry about that. We can wrap that up. Sorry about that. But yeah, important part, good filmmakers do it well. Um, it's a home alone fucking John Williams, fucking star Wars. I mean, give me a break. Jurassic park. Yeah, okay. so to bring it back, like uh, he, he's like Star Trek better than Star Wars. I would say what I don't think about is Star Trek doesn't have a score that I give two shits about. And that's see, that's and, that's crazy and, to me. Star Trek and, has a beautiful uh, score. Well, I'm talking John Williams. He's he's the one we all care about. And know, I, yeah, I do really so much more. I, the, I mean, the Star Trek, like original me theme tos isn't, like isn't a special thing like the original star trek yeah. shit is fucking really good though too the star trek music is good and i can get behind tim's like we got fucking bones and like these like real guys on the ship that like i i, I feel him a little bit that's but that's like the kind of thing where he wouldn't like interstellar like you know what i mean because it's sort of in the star wars mainstream uh, christopher nolan star wars they, they feel like they're Star Trek's mainstream. Yeah, but it's not Star Wars. Like to have oh, like a strong to have a strong stance against one or the other is kind of crazy to me. Like, I, a, I I agree. 
There's you like you like Star Trek and Star hate Wars. Star Wars? Like, come on. You might like one more than the other, but to love one and hate the other is absurd. Right? I think I think he just picks and chooses to you know hate yeah. something in the strong moment. Strong opinion, he, yeah. It's having the strong opinion wrap. is his thing, yeah. I don't we think he hates Star Wars, I think. Yeah, we got to go. Uh, All right, Joseph Allen Art on Instagram, he's going to have uh, some new Star Wars Star Trek mashup paintings this week. Right, Joe? Lock on the Enterprise. Absolutely not. <laughs> Joe was posting some pictures of records the huh. other day, which was a uh, record wow. store day is one of record my favorite store days of day. Oh, yeah, Joe loves boy. record store day and um I love it. I'm he a loves big fan it. of music. Loves loves good music. Um Michael Tucci, aka Mike Tucci. You can go to MikeTucci.com for graphic design work. He does nice work. He does nice little subtle details to your fonts and texts. You wouldn't even know. You know, it's that so, so good where you're like, did somebody change a little thing there? You know, I don't know. And that's the kind of thing you like. You know, it's like music in a film or audio. You don't want to you don't want to even notice it or think about it. You just want it to feel right. That's what Tucci does with graphic design. So go to Mike Tucci dot com you've been there you, you've seen it happen live on i've the seen airport. it i've seen it on zoom it's a beautiful thing um i got stuff going on but i don't care to promote it right now and uh you know have a great week thanks to yeah. bob and tim you know when the next app's coming out uh is it fr uh, friday again or it's uh, been no announcement it's monday i don't think there's been an announcement Right? No announcement that I'm aware of. Last news I heard was Rosie is safe, which was very good to hear. That was a very horrible thing for a moment. What if Rosie was just gone? That would have been so fucking fucked up, right? I'm glad just for the case that they, like, kind of joked around a little bit about it, that he that she was found. You know? It's like, it would have been awful if, like, you know, she's gone forever. And just, what, what happened? Did, like, Vic run out of, like, what happened? That very uh, weird. Yeah. Looking forward to the story. Tim's dog. We got the we got the story. Yeah, like Tim's dog came well, out and barked at her at, at Rosie, and Rosie ran out of the house and just escaped and ran away. Like, yeah, I've never heard like dogs just run away like that. They got tiny brains. <laughs> Tim's a the tiny brain. <laughs> like picked like picked on the Rosie a little bit. That's why I was like, I'm glad she was found because the last thing Tim would have said about Rosie was tiny, tiny brain. All right. See you next week, everybody. All you tiny brained fucks. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Take care.